0: Shane Douglas, ECW's original world heavyweight champion. Right
1: now, you're watching the number one wrestling podcast on all of Long Island, Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. the Monty and Pharaoh show.
0: And you're watching the Monty and Pharaoh show.
2: Monty and the Pharaoh. With Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Faro. Monty and the Pharaoh.
1: Monty and the Pharaoh.
2: Monty and the
0: Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh.
2: And Monty and the Pharaoh. Oh, is it Monty and the Pharaoh? Monty and Pharaoh, The Monty and the Pharaoh Show. The Monty and the Pharaoh. To the Monty and the Pharaoh Show. And it's Monty and the Pharaoh, baby. Watching Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Oh! What a rush!
0: We've got the future Hall of Famer, that rocker, Marty Giannetti, MJ in the house, and I'm sitting here with two more future Hall of Famers, Marty and the Pharaoh. We're doing that stuff and we gonna rock it. Straight, straight, straight to the top. We live in this place, not
3: just
4: tree
2: my
3: All right, welcome back to another edition of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty and the Farrow seen only here live from Village Connection Radio, live from Rockstar Studios. And at the board is none other than super producer, Mr. Stephen Miller. Stephen, how are you? Oh, great, my brother. And Jimmy Farrow coming off a great interview. We return with another... Um, in studio is our WWE superstars and AWA superstars and Florida Championship wrestler superstars. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but here are the Killer Bees. Hello, B. Brian Blair and Jumpin' Jim Brunzel Thank you for joining us.
0: Great
3: to evidence. be live in the hive here in New York, with and also at the cross from us is none other than you, former UWF champion, Mr. Sunny Beach. Sunny, thanks for coming for another episode. My pleasure. All right, I got one question and one question only, and then we could just end the show. What? Which one of you are getting coronavirus?
4: What?
3: How many? How many hands have you shaken this week? <laughs> A lot. I got some Purell in my pocket right
0: now, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I oh what? fist, bump. <laughs> fist, bump. Yeah, fist Elbow bump. bump. Fist bump. Elbow. Bump. Fist bump. Elbow. In my, no.
1: in my current job, I'm in janitorial sales. Hey. and The amount of hand sanitizer and disinfectants <laughs> has surpassed.
0: So you're all, all for this.
1: Well <laughs> here's the problem. You're not feeling well have people a, have want the product now yeah. and it's back ordered until May. Right. Yeah. And right. in order to take their order, and I mean their big orders, right. they have to put fifty percent down <laughs> nice. because if they don't then what's to say they could go right. to another company and say, Hey, I need you know, fifty cases. Right. Oh, can you get it to me? Okay, right. well forget about the one the Delco and Brunsey. So
3: I gotta tell you, uh, I bought some Chinese pharmaceutical stock about five years ago. That was uh, sitting idle. But once coronavirus came up, man, that thing tripled. I made a good killing, man. I'm just like, keep going, baby. Just let's I'm keep going. I'm impressed rolling. you held on to it for that long. That's not like you. You got it. Wow. you what got a patient it. man. You are. Go coronavirus.
2: The the <laughs> <There was> actually-
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're
4: riven.
0: That's right? horrible. No. <laughs> you're
3: not
0: riven?
3: I made a lot of money, man. A
0: coronavirus stock how long ago no it's not <laughs> coronavirus
3: it's <laughs> like chinese pharmaceutical it was a penny stock oh, i bought it i bought it like at 20 cents right mm-hmm. it's at a dollar 20 now wow. and we just hello. keep going baby just hello look i got my hand sanitizer i'm good to go bro <laughs> my wife was giving me shit from going to this event today she's like are you out of your fucking mind right now did you get shit for coming out here
0: nah not really you know as long as I got my gimmick in my pocket
3: there you go there you I go. had two that's masks but I didn't want to
1: freak the people out you that, know I you should have wore they right. wanted to take you know our pictures with them and of course you know they would have had to put a mask on so
3: yeah but you know I was thinking like you guys could put like kill a bee masks on right that's so it could be part be of the uh. they're
1: back order until August <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: so funny
3: nothing worse in a back order man not the worse of a back order man. Killer bee hand sanitizer He's got it right there anyway. Look at you <laughs> Yours is bigger than mine, bro That's what she in said in, uh, oh, <laughs> Hello. 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 Open door Hello. Open door, Open door. Walk right in you know, really. Mine's vanilla coconut flavor Let's show us
0: Mine is uh, I can't believe this uh, Aloe Refreshing Not bad. So lose your skin yeah, Not bad That's it nice. Leaves it so soft you won't, you won't You
3: will not Snag <laughs> her pantyhose <laughs> <laughs> So you got soft skin. <sighs> nice work. Soft, soft skin. You know what? You're still as handsome as you were a couple of years ago. Oh, you're so sweet. I oh, know. my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I was> <laughs> you know who, t- you <laughs> know who <laughs> just said <laughs> that to him?
1: What's that? This is no lie. Just within 48 hours, Pat Patterson ge- echoed oh, no. the same comment. That's he- shocking. Oh, no. That is. No way. Hey, he's no cringing way. already.
4: No, no. I
1: mean, Pat
3: Patterson ever hit on you? Oh, would you stop?
0: You're kidding me.
1: Tell him what but his favorite
3: word. saying was. When, when I first oh, no. uh, started oh, no. wrestling
0: in the dungeon with Matsuda, and then, then uh, Pat was around a lot. He would come peek a little and watch, and some of the guys would come work out, more guys would come work out. And then yeah. I s- started to get ready for my first match, and Pat came down, and he said, Hey, Brian, I'd like to teach you a couple switches and go-behinds. Would you like to learn that? And he's looking at me like I'm dumb, And, you know, stupid. <laughs> he's being real serious. I said, oh, that I don't think so, buddy. If you want to do that, uh, I don't think you're going to be switching on me, and I don't think you're going to be going behind me. <laughs> wow,
3: <laughs> man! But we uh, we he love a lot league. of
0: things. I mean, I was supposed to be mooning him. I got in the back <laughs> of the Briscoes' Lincoln Continental. Yeah,
2: because
0: <laughs> him and his boyfriend Moon does what with uh, the Great Meph- Mephisto coming back from uh, West Palm oh, Beach one night.
2: Okay, so uh, the oh. Briscoes go, hey.
0: Let's pull over, like we're peeing. We're 20 miles from uh, from Yeehaw Junction, where we pay the toll. It's dark. As soon as they pass us up, you jump in the trunk. You get to the toll, you go I said, "That's a like, that's great idea." So pull over, pee, jump in the trunk, pull my pants down and my ankle. Can Jack? Can you breathe? Yeah, I can breathe great. And they're talking. They got the music up. I feel them stop. They said, "Hold on, hold on." Now they're peeing. Okay, we, car takes back off. Okay, get ready. I feel the car kind of moving. Okay, they must be at the thing. And they're talking loud. The music's flaring. Can you breathe? I can breathe. And all of a sudden, when the horn, when you when you, uh, hear us count to three, moon them good. They're right behind us, and there's nobody else there, Gerald Briscoe said to me. And I said, beautiful. So the one, two, three, that pump, tr- uh, that trunk popped. And I grabbed the back of my booty, and I split it apart. And I started shaking my ass, and I turned around to see... Uh, Louis Dondero, the great Mephisto, and Pat Patterson <laughs> laughing. And instead, they had all of a sudden I heard the horn go honk, and I turned around and they had backed up into the Stuckey's restaurant <laughs> picture window. Nice. And all the employees, all the people, everybody stacked up to the window and it's honk. They won't leave. And now I've already done my thing and I know I'm bad. And I don't know what to do, so I go to get out of the truck. They got more than a moon. I went to grab the back door as they're slowly taking off to uh, to the highway there, and uh, <laughs> they left me with my pants down. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. At Yeehaw Junction. So,
4: Is it you know, windy that night?
0: It was very <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Very embarrassing, especially when Gordon Soley said uh, the people of Yeehaw of Junction would like to thank uh, Mr. B. Brian Blair for his public appearance. <laughs> his pubic <laughs> appearance. I mean, his public <laughs> appearance, <laughs>
3: appearance. How'd you guys enjoy the big event? Mm. Uh, it's awesome. It
1: was steady, busy. I just a lot of. I, I made the comment to Eric that um, you know we we do these a fair amount of time, not as many as a lot of guys do, but mm-hmm. I thought all the fans were really respectful. And they were patient, and, you know, it was, nice. it was nice, it was easy, and it went by like that.
3: Now, do you come to New York often, or very rarely?
1: The last three gigs, or the last four gigs, I think uh, three have been in Jersey, and one has been in New York.
3: Okay. And the fans are good to you?
1: Oh, yeah. Thank who, God. Who are, the remember worst, who are the worst fans? Boston. Boston. Really? Why? That figures. Because they, because they don't care if you're a good guy or a bad guy. If they oh, don't okay. like you, baby, that's they it? might cut these your balls even off. Even harsher than Philadelphia fans. <laughs>
4: yes. 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 Philadelphia likes this. But
1: Boston was interesting.
4: Okay. Oh, Are you amazed at the staying power after all these years? The fans come out and drove for you guys.
1: Well, they, thank God they're at least forty-two years old because that's how old you got to be. Ever. Ever. <laughs> so there you go.
4: It's <laughs> the truth. There you go. Are you amazed at the staying power of us marks and fools?
3: <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> Us losers, <laughs> 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 When these
1: millennials come up, you and they say, "Yeah, I remember you," and I said, "No, yeah, you, you know,
3: Right there, you go. There you go. Who?
1: <laughs> oh, sorry.
3: we <laughs> uh, were talking about the UWF in the uh, last interview. So, Dark Side of Rings doing a special on the UWF. You mm-hmm. guys want to share some stories about the UWF?
0: Well, I went and did that episode. Yeah, I flew I'll be in on that episode. Sonny's on there. Yeah. Uh, Herb was an interesting character, but you got to watch the show. I don't want to say, I don't want to say much more. But it's, it's going to be kind of an eye-opening. I, you really don't know Herb Abrams the man until you watch this show, and then you'll understand how the, both the UWA was funded, created, um, what brought the UWF down, Herb Abrams' vices, his demise. It'll go from from
3: fun uh, to fear mm. it's a it's a very interesting story not a, like we were saying earlier not a lot of people know about the UWF right because it's pretty you know it's pretty short lived but for like old guys like us right we remember you guys coming aboard and then yeah, falling apart like Steve that it was oh, yeah. some great talent there I was mean, some great talent over there yeah. for sure great talent so you've worked for Abrams right. you've worked for Ganya. Yeah. you worked for McMahon right. what are the differences Oh, geez, I don't think either one of you worked for Crockett, so I'm not going to throw him. You I did, okay? For so okay, yeah, all right. I was
1: down there two so years.
3: So what's the difference between these two?
1: Well, uh, Herb Abrams was energetic and positive. Uh, the other two that you want to mention, that uh, Ganya and Vince, are, had both huge egos, and were very uh, concerned about uh, their power and they wielded that power at anybody's expense. And, you know, Vern was successful for many years, and when things were falling apart, when t- Hulk left Minneapolis and went to New York, uh, AWA was shaking back. I mean, it was bad. And uh,
0: this is
3: what I heard,
1: and I've heard...
3: Jim, you hold on a second. Can you just fix your mic a little bit? I think sorry. I'm getting feedback. Oh that's you? Okay, yeah. sorry about that, guys.
1: So um, Vince realized the situation with a lot of territories and had respect, I think, for Vern for what he did all those years and how successful and all the talent that came out there. And (laughs) went to Vern and said, listen, he says, I'll give you $7 million for your territory and I'll give Greg a job for the rest of his life. And Vern said, fuck you. Mm. That's what he said, and within six to eight months, the AWA was on a spiral.
2: Bad. Mm-hmm.
1: Vern went bankrupt. Greg wound up selling cars. Wow. And it's it's a shame because they they had such a great, <clears throat> you know, their promotion was second to none from you know the the mid '60s until really the mid eight middle '80s.
3: So did you leave the AWA just uh, from necessity? Is that why you went to the WWE?
1: No, it, it wasn't necessity for making money. At that time, I had my own gym, and I had my own gym from 82 to 88. And it required some money from my wrestling business. So <laughs> I went to Ghana, and I told him, I said, Vern, I says, I'd like, I, I want to stay here. I've been with Greg 10 years, mm-hmm. and I said, I'd love to stay here, but I, I need a personal guarantee from you as far as money and he says how much <clears throat> and I said 95,000 a year and he said you're not worth it you can go to New York wow and I was completely it was like all the wind was out of me you know because you I was like a, a son to him in the fact that Greg and I had been you know and granted we had
4: were how,
3: how, how long have you worked for him before that up to that point where he said I hey, can go how many ten years? Years? Yeah, ten ten years. years 10 years 10 years in wow so, so how does he marry you two together uh, is this is this McMahon's attempt to make the high flyers in the WWE without Greg or how does this happen he's
0: trying to find a place for talent well
1: okay. yeah exactly yeah, I was
0: on top I was on top in Florida I was actually uh, a Florida heavyweight champion and um, when I left I had worked for Vince Senior twice and had some tremendous matches with Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, and on the way out, uh, they been uh, said that he wanted to bring me back for the inter- Intercontinental belt <coughs> to go to Florida. Uh, we'll start fresh coming back, and so that was already on my mind. I went to Florida, had a great run, made phew, beaucoup money, uh, a lot of money there uh, for a territory, and I remember. They wanted me to leave without giving notice, and I said no, I got to give notice because we were doing big houses all over, and uh I was getting ready to I know I got a flat tire, and I'm on my way to uh somewhere in South Florida and the first time I ever missed a shot, um, I called uh I didn't call me to have cell phones, but I got somebody helped me with my spare tire with my flat went to a pay phone. Got a hold of Mike. Uh, I got a hold of the arena and uh, told him that I wasn't going to make it. He said, there's more people outside than there is inside, Brian. you got to come. You have to come. I'll come get you. And I said, uh, "Oh, okay, Mike, I'll just come down. He said, hurry, hurry. And I said, okay, and I just went home. I had never done that before. I feel bad to this day about doing that to Mike. Um, God bless him. So I I went, and uh, Terry called me up, and the reason I had it in my mind, uh, Hogan called me up, and he said, listen, have you ever heard of Jumpin' Jumpin' Zell? And I said, uh, uh, yes. No. (laughs) I heard of him through the magazines and stuff, the High Flyers. So he said, Vince wants to start a big tag team division, and he wants you guys to come in and see how you work as a tag team. I said, okay. And uh, so we met in Brantford, Ontario, Canada, and... uh, uh, George Scott came up to us and said, hey uh, uh, Vince wants, obviously we knew we were going to be a tag team, Vince wants you to think of a catchy name and we started talking a little bit back and forth and then I thought about the Miami Dolphins, 72 undefeated Dolphins you, uh, you had uh, Bonacani and Baumgartner, the Killer Bees uh, linebackers and I said, what about the Killer Bees? Jimmy said, I like the Killer Bees, the killer bees. and uh, George Scott came back and he said, what about the killer bees? He said, I don't know. Maybe go ask Vince. came back. He says, oh, yeah. okay, you guys are the killer bees. All of a sudden, Leap and Lanny reaches down in his bag, and he's got killer bee tr- trunks in his bag. Really? Unbelievable. Wow. Who would have ever thought that?
1: Yellow, stripe, you know,
3: black, yeah, yeah. And
1: horizontal, yeah. and anyway, it was perfect. Me, I got some Killer
3: B shorts Lanny? right here for you. Yeah. You're, 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 you're but the, the hard question is, you wore those shorts that Lanny was wearing? Did you wash them before? <laughs>
1: oh, you know, they were in the package. so oh, they, they were so no- clean.
3: With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. <laughs> All right, you're back with Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Farrow with our special guest, Sunny Beach and the Killer Bees. Some great stories so far. So, guys, you're, you, you combined together in the W.W.A. I want to go back a little bit to you, Brunzel. Yes. Um, you worked with Adonis and Ventura a yes. lot. Can you tell some stories about Adonis and Ventura? And what was your opinion of Adrian Adonis? we
0: Tell told to fight Danny's story.
3: Well, Michigan.
1: I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about Adrian. Adrian was incredible as far as timing and the stuff he did in the ring. He was great. Jesse Ventura was strictly, he was very unathletic, and he was sort of clumsy. He was a swimmer in high school. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he got into the bodybuilding, and he could talk, man. And he believed, you know, there's the three biggest egos I've met in this wrestling business was Vince (laughs) Verne, And Jesse. <laughs> and that so he called <laughs> you. On that yeah, I, I tell you, a, a quick deal about Jesse. You know, you talk to him, and, and all of a sudden he told you about everything that was going on with him and his family. And then, you know, instead of saying, Jim, how are you doing? And he said, I'll see you later, Brunson. And that's <laughs> where he went, you know? Right. He was just, and, and he's still that way now. He's, um, he told me that he was going to, he, he had, this was last year, he had told me that somebody had suggested that he run for president.
3: Yeah, he announced that last year. Yeah, and I event. said,
1: I, Ooh, I don't. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad time, you know. Yeah.
3: yeah, but so. And Adonis, I heard that he was addicted. Everybody, is that true? <laughs> yeah. No, well, so seriously. Seriously, so so I mean, that's fact, what I
1: heard. I heard he was like, we a so we like a Well, here's here's the problem with Adrian. He became chemically addicted. Okay. And it changed his whole personality. Did it? It did. Okay. It, it ruined him. How in the was he rain. before he went, he went gave, off the rails? How he was, was he? Incre- he was great. He had he timing when he was there with uh, with Jeez Jessings. I, honestly, got we made the biggest. That was the biggest year. And I was telling some guys, the biggest house in the Saint Paul Civic Center, and this is including Springsteen,
2: okay.
1: the biggest house they ever drew there was a, a cage match between Greg and I. And, and Jesse and Adrian, they drew mm. over 19,000 people. Yeah, And Adrian was incredible. But like so many guys, I mean, it, it, you know, pro wrestling is a reflection of society. So you're going to have the same thing. You know, you're going to have, you're gonna have uh, problems with marriages. You're going to have alcohol abuse. You're going to have drug abuse in the end. <laughs> and being on the road like we were 27 days a month for three and a half years... It magnifies it. It magnifies, and it opens up the opportunity. So that's what happened to Adrian. And, and uh, <laughs> we were in Flint, Michigan, <laughs> and we were watching. Bob Orton and I and Brian were watching the match between Danny Spidey. who had just come in, and he was, you know, a big, tall, baby face, much on the same line as Hulk, and he was working with Adrian. And Adrian got stiff with him a couple times in the ring, and Danny was he's a tough son of a gun boy. And he had told Adrian, he says, don't, you know, screw with me or I'm going to let you have it. Well, in Flint, Michigan, he, Adrian, threw the sleeper on him and really had it snug. I mean snug. Mm -hmm. and
0: It it was shot deep, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and Danny elbowed him. And when he elbowed him, he hit him with a left in in the jaw and then kicked him in the mouth and split his upper lip completely in half. Mm. And Adrian was out. Like a, and Danny Spivey was going to tear his eyes out.
0: Actually, Adrian went to leg dive him. That was no. La- he left. No. Oh, you no. begging him back in the yes. Left-hand. Okay. Yeah.
1: Brian, hang up. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. I want the juicy. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Danny comes into the in that face locker room, and D's there, and, and Pat Patterson was the the agent, and Pat Patterson's. Scared to death, worried about what happened, and, and Danny Spivey's pacing. He says, "I'm going to kill that motherfucker." He says, "That son of a bitch did that." Son-. And all of a sudden, Adrian comes through the door, he and cuts. Adrian starts talking to him, and then Adrian tries to shoot and leg dive him. Danny Spivey hit him with an upper punch oh, yeah. or uppercut and lifted him off the floor to the point of probably he looked like a big turtle. Up in the air. <laughs> and when he came... D- no, I'm <laughs> serious. Uh, yeah. When he came down and he turned around, Danny had split his oh cheek where the bone was the coming bone was right to and, and, you know, I, I thought, shit, he's going to kill him. Yeah. And th- and that was it. And that was probably yeah, he the most...
3: He got up one more time. Yeah, but he was stumbling, <laughs> bubbling. Wait, 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 and down. you know something? <laughs> he
1: never was the same after that never in really the ring. Yeah.
3: Never. So it straightened him out a little bit then. Oh, yeah?
1: well, it did... Some damage
3: definitely. Yeah, sure right. so, so damage so you're talking about substance abuse were you guys able to avoid that whole situation throughout your career
0: for the most part it's not like I haven't done uh, smoked a joint or you know I haven't been uh, an angel all my life but I've never let anything get in my way of business
3: tomorrow how about you Jim
1: Oh, shit, I like drugs. I mean, all of us do. I mean, yeah, it's a true. You have some. I mean, I mean there, there was a period. It's true. Why not? I mean, I mean what I the heck? When you look at it, when you're wrestling 27 days a month and you're on the road, it's like you it picked that, the wrong week to stop well, the glue. That's Go true. On. No. Sorry. <laughs> <it was laughs> yeah,
3: there, yeah there,
1: was, there was an abundance of cocaine, right. which was right. extremely popular. Enough with society, I mean, in, in LA and all yeah. that, you know, and yeah. it, it was the oh, yeah. same way in yeah. wrestling. And then all of a sudden, things start getting to smoke and crack, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. what really oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. made it bad. Yeah. That, that started yeah, happening, and guys, made people bad. We, well, it yeah. did
1: well, shit, yeah. guys were dropping,
0: yeah. The the personality, sh- we go m- we m- 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 we m- to the first tour in Australia, and Junkyard Dog and uh, Cosro were with us, <laughs> and the four of us are sitting together. Cosro's got the window then jimmy then me then junkyard and uh so uh we take off the lights start to go down jimmy starts to snore and all of a sudden i smell this weird smell and i look over and i see J jvd because the cosmo's going like, hey jvd give me another one give me another one and JVD's got J-Y-D has mm-hmm. what she called him JVD <laughs> has, has the uh, popcorn and uh, he smuggled the rocks in the popcorn nice. through the security wow Are you the rocks that's, a, that's a surprise so, so they bring I'm totally surprised at this I'm impressed at the creativity go on the creativity yeah saw the popcorn and we're on our way taking it did off it have butter on I'm ready to play with the kangaroos Nobody and I <laughs> smell this <laughs> and all of a sudden I look and there's four eyeballs going <laughs> 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 Wanna <laughs> Jimmy wakes up
4: <laughs>
1: and he's going oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And oh they god. did it the whole
4: way and we were
0: going, wow. Oh my god, wow. the flight attendants are gonna kill us. <laughs> god, please.
4: When you guys were put together in WWE, now if I'm not you stated you were Florida champion, mid Atlantic champion? So yes. I, Sutton, Sutton, how, how did you guys champion. feel it's when you for it, for was it like oh man? We're back to tag team. teams again? I mean were you like hoping to be like hey, get a singles push at some point If, if you
1: wanted to wrestle and that was your main <laughs> mode of making money. You had to go to New York Take to make it. the money. It right. got to the point where not nobody was making any money.
2: Okay, so you had
1: to go there. So how
4: would
3: you feel about being put into a tag team after? I didn't mind so a bit. Okay, Brian. I didn't mind. All right, nice. So you you, you go to Vern? Hey man, I want to stay. You I'm like a son to you. Take a walk, kid. So <laughs> You go terrible. to Greg and go. What what the fuck?
1: Greg said he's joking.
3: That's what he told. Okay, me. so he said okay, so he's joking. Yeah, he jo- yeah
1: no, he wasn't joking. And oh, then he, right. Greg, to the point. I'll tell, well,
0: but didn't you sue
3: Vince Greg, before you
0: even? Got yeah. There?
1: Well, what happened was, <laughs> Greg realized he was <laughs> presented with a deal with uh, from I think it was L.J.N. Dolls, and they wanted to do a, kill, a, high, a high flyer doll. Yeah. So unbeknownst to me, I leave. I go to New York, and I get called the, the next. Uh, I, the Vince wants to talk to me. So. I go see Vince, and uh, he says, "Uh, can you explain this to me? And I looked, and it was our our dolls, the High Flyer dolls. And I thought, what in the hell? And uh, he said, you're under contract with me. And I said, I realize that. But what had happened was they came to Greg and offered a High Flyer deal. Greg realized that the deal wouldn't be done without my name, so he signed my name. So he got $12,500, and $12,500 was put in escrow for me. So what happened was, when I signed the deal with Brian at uh, WWF at the time, Vince realized that that money, so he took the money, because I was under contract with him. But I said, Vince, I I said, you know, this was done before I even signed this contract. I said, I should get the money. So, we litigated, and I got the money. Oh, great. So that was the first pin in Jim Brunzel's voodoo doll. <laughs> that was the first one of many.
3: That, that, that was the day that Barry Horowitz pinned you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was
1: later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that was, <laughs> it was great to
3: see Barry today. <laughs> that was, there you that
1: go. was four and a half years later.
3: Okay. So... Took you got him a while it. to get back at him. Yeah. What is, what is your what is your what is your guy's st- <laughs> what's your guy's stance on that? Vince owes every wrestler a living, even after they. Yeah. How do you feel about you know the guys who broke it
4: down now and want some help from Vince and they feel like they are owed something? Is there any validity to that? Does Vince owe them anything? Oh do you yeah, think, uh, I think so think because so? we
1: created we created his billion dollar fortune and and sure you know there was a, a number of us that thought there should be some. At least representation between the talent and Vince, uh-huh. and if you even mentioned that to Vince, yeah, you done. Yeah, it was. We'll it, was it, it wasn't very good. Uh-huh. But at the same time, uh, everybody knows Vince was the only game in town. I mean, you either worked for him, and that's it. And then WCW had a little run, and you know, and it was good for the boys. And the only, the best thing about the WWE now is. The boys are making the most money they've ever made, and they're not working nearly as much. Nearly as much. So, I mean... Right. Were
4: you two guys part of... This is just my opinion. I just want to see how you feel about it. Were you two guys part of what I consider the greatest crop of tag teams, basically, in the history of this business? I mean, you guys were around when some of the greatest tag teams ever occurred. Is that one of the reasons why you guys didn't get the straps at any point? Because like I'm, I'm the mark who sits at home and goes, where's the belts?
0: Right. Well, well, he didn't like that's me. That's why I left. Well, we know, was, We're getting but, there. That, that was the two and, and a half were, strikes. Yeah, we were promised the belts, okay. belts three times. Three times? Three times. Interesting. Okay. By Vince and George Scott. And uh, I gave my notice right before WrestleMania Five at Salisbury, Maryland, because I said, Vince, I said, Vince, you keep telling me the money's in the chase. Money's in the chase. Well, the people are only going to believe you for so long. Uh, they believe in you and get stand behind you for so long if you can't there's a eventually window. win the belt. Yeah. Exactly, there's a window. There's, right. a, there's a window, exactly. So, uh, you know, it's just uh, I decided uh, I'm going to go open up some Gold's Gems, and it's the best move I ever made
3: in my life. All right, with that, we're going to come back after a quick commercial. Catch. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, a special Saturday edition with Monty and Afaro In studio is Sunny Beach, along with WWE superstars, the Killer Bees. So, Cauliflower Alley Club, where does that come from?
0: Well, you started to mention, and you talked about briefly, you know, the guys had no health insurance. We weren't even given a class on how to run a business, how to save your money, you know, how to do things to... Uh, uh, uh get cheaper credit cards or credit cards that give you dollars back or any kind of education nothing you get hurt and you pay for it you know it's 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 all you you're an individual contractor which I'm still puzzled at because I had uh, several golds gyms and inside a gold's gym I could only have one aerobic instructor uh, on contract that I could tell what to do because it I told them they couldn't go to Bally's or L.A. Fitness or whatever, then then they're not an individual contractor, they're an employee. Well, as a wrestler, we couldn't go wrestle anywhere else. We, you know,
3: so, well, we, we,
0: we assumed that extra 1% tax, number one, then it's avoided the 2.5% tax. Uh, uh, but you could go there.
3: wrestle somewhere else, but you might get punished for wrestling oh, somewhere see, else, right? You would come back
0: to WWE. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So you really couldn't. So, unless you want to lose your job. So, right. but so here's That's my: my w- Why not unionize? Why <laughs> couldn't you guys get your act together? And That's unionize? There. You're you're so there's
0: the next step in the belt.
3: <laughs> in the <laughs> Hall of Fame.
0: <laughs> Actually,
1: I talked to uh, Gene Upshaw, who was a uh, player uh, president of the NFL, and I told him what how the wrestling business was in terms of relationship with the talent and the ownership, and he said, he said. To me, he says, this is a long, hard slog. And he said the only way that you guys can get a union is if Hulk Hogan stands with you. And if he doesn't, forget it. And at that time, you know, Terry's making a hell of a lot of money. And if he would, you know, subject himself to some undue... uh, Animosity by the yeah, Yeah. by the by the ownership. Vince, he'd be rocking his boat. So you understand? Do you think
4: if Hogan had actually said, "You know what? I'm Mm going to stand up to Vince," do you think it would have happened? Yes, I do. You really do? Yeah, he was a he was one of the founders. It was it was it
0: was was Jimmy and Jesse that started the whole deal back then that got us all kind of in hot water, but especially Mm -hmm. Jimmy and Jesse got in hot water. Mm So as as Vince heard about that. Mm-hmm. And I knew if you didn't get Hogan, if you didn't get Macho, if you didn't get all the top guys, not just Hogan, I think you I think you would have needed more than Hogan. No, oh, he was the golden goose. He made no everything he spin, man. He no, that, that's he true. Everything. Yeah. Well, hey,
1: if you were on Hulk Hogan's card, and you're you're going to guarantee the, the biggest
3: sellout that possible in every town you went to, yep. so you make the most money. money. So, so I'm going to throw this at you. What do the Killer Bees make in a, in a match? That Hogan's headlining what do you walk away for from a house show what do you walk away from from a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania you benefit from his presence well well how much money how much
0: quarter of a million a year so So you're you're at a quarter
3: million a year and look I'm not saying you're right or wrong all I'm saying is you're individuals you're making a quarter million dollars a year and what onus is it on the person to make sure that they save their money make sure they don't get fucked up and drugged out and you know and protect themselves
0: Well, I think it's just, you know, common business sense. If you want to keep longevity with your talent, you teach him, you know, what's the number one um, reason people get divorces? Meri- generally money, finances. Oh, your wife is on that? Uh, would uh, you?
3: Say, you know, sorry. sorry.
0: During, during <laughs> <laughs> if you want to have a family. Jimmy had children. I remember when we were in Australia and... Uh, no, no, uh, Maybe it was in Australia. I remember my grandfather died when I was in Australia, and I cried like a baby. But we were somewhere, and Jimmy was, we had been on the road 67 days straight. And mm-hmm. his kids were, I heard him talking to Mary on the phone, and they were doing, like, their graduation or something. And I looked, and Jimmy had a tear in his eye, and it just kind of just tore me up, you know, thinking, wow, you know, what a something. sacrifice, yeah. you know, to mm-hmm. have your kids right yeah. there, and missing that that, right. times you'll never get back. Uh, fortunately, I didn't have children
4: uh, right, at the time. Right, Jim. Did you ever have the satisfaction of at least expressing yourself directly to Vince? Hey, by the way, buddy. I mean, did you did you ever get that satisfaction, or is this all just basically been screw you from afar and through litigation or whatever?
1: You know what? He, I don't know. Uh, I've I've had a couple conversations with him, and um, I interceded uh, a couple years ago for Bobby Heenan when Bobby was dying and, and, and been out of all this money. You know, I mean, he had so many bills from all these surgeries and mm. chemo and everything and, and you know... Uh, and Vince that had
4: turned an eye to him, basically? Or well, here's, him? here's the
1: deal. Okay, They were out of money. So, and I knew this because we were very close. And Cindy had told me that, you know, it's, it's rough. So, I wrote a letter to Vince and to Paul Levesque, you know. Okay. And Paul got back to me, and Vince never did. But they wound up writing a check for five grand and sending it to Bobby, and um, you know it was a drop in the bucket five grand. But at, at least, least it was old, something. Well, it's five grand. It's like now. the
0: Cauliflower Alley Club. You know, we chipped in a lot for Bobby. You know, wow. We helped Bobby a lot, but that's the last resort now. Is the Cauliflower Alley Club. So for all your listeners, if you go to CauliflowerAlleyClub.org, you can join for twenty five dollars a year. Everybody on the board works as volunteers. I mean, we buy our own reunion ticket there. We pay for our own plane ticket, hotel, everything. Uh, We just work out of the love for our colleagues and those that entertained us. You know, if uh, Tony Atlas was down, if we if he knew about the cauliflower alley club, or Jimmy was down, or if anybody was down, referee Sunny Beach, whoever, um, we pick people up and um, uh, really try to. uh, We've helped a lot, a lot of people. I mean, we've saved Kamala's house $13,000, Mr. Wonderful's house. Uh, Most of the people, I cannot say their names Mm because it's all anonymity unless they say, hey, we want the Cauliflower Alley Club to be known, that you helped us. And so Bobby and Paul and uh, uh, Kamala, all these people have said, yes, please. Uh, we want that known. They've posted it on their Facebook pages, things like
4: that. Well, thank God for you guys, because there may yeah. not be a union, but in a way, there's someone who cares. It's a so brotherhood. Yeah. I yeah. Com- thank God. I commend you guys Absolutely. for that. Absolutely. And,
1: and one thing that's so good about this <laughs> time in Las Vegas is that it puts everybody together with all the same interests. So you got, you know, you got two to 5,000 people and everybody's happy and, you know, it, it, they have a great dinner, they have a good awards uh, banquet and, you know... Uh, it it's just great that there's an opportunity for the wrestling fan. Other than going to the matches. Sure,
3: sure. Or being on Facebook. Alright, I'm gonna put you on the spot, Mr. Bronzel. Nice. High yeah. flyers or killer bees? Oh, Which one rough. did you like working and for? And we more? were gonna do this if Greg was here, just so you know.
2: Okay. <laughs>
3: and we were well, gonna do it to Greg too. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> just so you know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Both of our <them> <laughs> 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 Yeah. Sorry, what? <laughs> He's probably seeing he knows I'm nuts. Go on.
1: Well, Greg had turned heel on you real quick. I oh, you that.
4: great. See, I told you he would. Actually, he, I'm not surprised he, to hear that. He, he
1: would have been a great heel. Okay. Honest to God, I could okay. see him with blonde hair and a blonde Why didn't they do that ears. with him?
4: You should have done no, that with him. Because he was Vern's son. Ah, well, anyway, you're okay. still the question. Brother. Okay, the yeah.
1: deal was, I will say this in the AWA. When Greg and I were, well, we, we had the belts a couple different times, and... It was so much different working in the AWA than it was in the WWE, because in the AWA you had fourteen guys that knew exactly where they fit, and everybody had a chance to make great money, and everybody had a chance to have time off mm-hmm. in the summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we won it twice. Uh, Ten years, a great team. And Greg and I, you know, we, we knew each other since they were seventeen years old. He was a quarterback my freshman year at the. University and I was a wide receiver. Okay, then you take Brian and I together. Okay, basically we had a great tag team. The problem was that there was a
0: certain number. Dad was in the promoter.
1: Yeah, that's 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 true. But at the same time, hello. But at the same time, uh, you know, I mean, Greg and I. uh, we drew great houses mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. did yeah and people believed to believe to believe it with vince it was totally different because what vince was really doing and actually he created a great tag team uh, you know competition with all the different teams oh that my we had God. and and there was some really good teams that oh we yeah. had some great matches with mm-hmm. but the problem was is everybody was so concerned with their position they didn't really want to Make the other team look that good in fear that it might damage them, mm-hmm. right. and that's what we faced every night, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the truth. There you go. Uh, so you, you can't you can't accomplish the same thing as you did when you got four guys working together every single night to have the right. best match. The sure.
4: chemistry is just there. That's it. Uh, the three times you were promised the belt. If I can ask, us against here comes the mark. Well, who were the champions? The nerd too. Nerds. Who were the, cha- the champions? Those three times was it Demolition?
1: Hearts. I, would you
0: please? The Hearts the heart. hearts one time, one time the Bulldogs, uh, 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 beef Beefcake and
1: Beefcake and Valentine. Valentine? Yeah. That was them because yeah, yeah, they beefcake. they got the belts and, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any no, one of these before. teams
4: were they
3: a roadblock to, to you not getting the belt? Or was it always the office? It the office. It was. Okay. Shit, yes. Let's go back over Brian's comments, though. So he, man- he mentioned Greg's father running the AWA. How come he just didn't put the strap on his son to keep it safe? Yeah, why did that never happen? Why did that just not because
1: happen? Because Greg weighed 195 pounds. Tennis legs, I told you. And he, I, I tell you, Greg you know, was an incredible <laughs> worker but in the, a, tennis in the ring. <laughs> and he was just smaller. And all of a sudden, you know, you got guys like Nick Bachman, he was 255 pounds, 6'2", right? right. suntan, sure. and he could work. Unbelievable. Matter of fact, him and Dory Funk worked in an old timers match in Atlanta and stole the show. Mm. And they were both in their early fifties. So why didn't you say hey, Greg? Hit the gas. I tried, and he got sick. And yeah, he had really a, he had a, a did he have no. Oh, uh, did you stop? He did that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <a> <laughs> <guy who> <laughs>
4: You're the <laughs> guy who shipped him The White Castle. Oh, I Manti, Manti, Manti. So, Jim, so, so, tell me, how, how healed would he have
3: gotten on him if he was here? Oh, he, I
4: well, know. so you, go, you go So you
3: ask him, you say, man. Hit the gas, man. Look at Tony Atlas. Look at Sunny Beach. Hit the gas. Greg,
1: guy in your head. Uh, oh, mononucleosis <laughs> when he was sixteen or seventeen oh, years. Okay. And he did some damage to his liver, mm. and the doctor told him that you're gonna have a yeah. problem down the road, especially with drinking.
3: Okay. So okay. and
1: this was, you know, young, I mean, this was 18, 19 years old. So I got him Anavar, which is a it's it's two and a half milligrams. It's a, 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 a very good safe anabolic it's easy on your skin, uh, skin and insides and everything, and it's an anabolic. It, it doesn't have an androgen effect, which makes you moody and right. off. So I gave him some, and he took it for about two weeks, and then he got a pain in his right side and had to go to the doctor, and his uh,
3: liver became inflamed, so that was oh, it. Oh, wow. That's yeah. well, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial ba- a break, and then we'll be back with Sunny Beach and The Killer Bee. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Live from Village Connection Radio, live from Rockstar Studios, in studio is former UWF World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Sonny Beach, and again, WWE superstars, AWA superstars, and everywhere else, the Killer Bees.
0: And former UWF World Tag Team Champions. There you
3: That's go right. right there. That's right. There you go. That's
4: right. So, stories working together? We had some great matches with the UWF. There you go. Uh, blackjack brawl, beach brawl. Um, he did two pay-per-views, Herb. You know, he tried his best with what he had to work with, I guess. Was, was
3: there any point that you guys thought, man, we can compete with the WWE? We might be able to take so these boys, Ryan give can, them a about- battle. elaborate no. more
4: on that. I mean, we had some great talent. Lou Albano, <laughs> no. Bruno San Martino as a commissioner. We brought in Craig DeGeorge to commentate, you know, when we first yeah, started Yeah,
0: you'll see it again on... Uh Dark Side of the, the Ring. Yeah, on Dark Side of the Ring coming out soon, but uh, not to give away too much, but mm-hmm. Herb really didn't know a lot about the wrestling industry. Um He's a fan. Other than a fan. fan. Yeah, he knew, fan. he knew the fan from the fans angle, but he didn't realize in a program like when I'd book, I'd book six weeks out. I'd already know what I wanted six weeks, so I'm going to end this in a cage match or whatever, and I'm going to lead up to it this way. Uh, we'll do this before that, and you put that piece together, then you put the next uh, the underneath that together and the supporting cast together and you build a package in the team and <clears throat> you work from what your objective is and then of course you're going to have an angle out of the objective to go the next six weeks and that's Eddie Graham's style book. Okay. So um, he really Herb just thought because of the names that he had and putting them on a poster that it was going to draw money and it doesn't work like that.
4: No, it sounds like every independent promotion that's in our local area you uh <laughs>
0: you
3: spoke about Eddie Graham were you close with Mike Graham
0: yes As a can, matter matter of fact, you, can I you just finish the lawsuit <laughs> with his uh, ex-wife
3: can you share Under any 10
0: acres you, of land we both owned five
3: can hmm. you share any thoughts on Mike uh, I
0: love Mike he was a good guy uh, unfortunately you know his uh, it was horrible when his father committed suicide uh, I had then found out that Eddie's Father, so Mike's grandfather committed suicide, and then Mike's son Stephen committed suicide, and Michael committed suicide in Steve Stephen's cowboy boots, mm. um, up, uh, by Daytona Beach, and uh, it's it was just a very very sad sad time. Mike Graham was a good a good man, and Eddie Graham was a. Probably, if you ask the old timers, Eddie Graham was one of the smartest, brainiac bookers of all time. What is it about this business that causes so many tragedies? I mean, you guys have to live through it. They're your friends. Oh, the Von business? Erichs. I lived with David Von Erich for a year and a half. You know,
1: it's freedom. It's freedom to choose what you want to do. Everybody's. They're, they're. You know. What you So you reap, man. So. Do you
4: think Vince ever has any guilt complex at all? when, when he hears about the battles, like I'll oh, take care of this guy, take. Care. He has, does he have any feelings towards this at all? Or? Wow.
1: No, I don't think so. Really, yeah, outside he of his family, he. he I don't he, think he's
0: think. done some big favors for some guys. Yeah, I mean, okay. if he, if he uh, I mean, he really has okay. behind the scenes. He he does have a heart. Uh, so it's not all. No, bad. it's not. Oh, right. It's it's not all bad. No. Okay. And his dad was one of the best men ever. Vince Vance Sr. Yeah, uh, we always hear the big difference between the two. Yeah. I mean, is, was Vince Sr. really like an angel?
4: I mean, we, compared
0: to Junior, we hear he was just a, a great like angel. Yeah, he's just like, One you senior. know, i would be like talking to your brother. Yeah,
1: I never met you Vince Sr., but he I heard night. from a lot of people who did that he was a man of his word. Mm-hmm. And I'll just let it go there. Yeah, there you go. And you're
3: saying Vince Jr., not a man of his word? Mm. Well, obviously, we didn't get the belts. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got three
1: it. times. I mean, he's he's got a lot on he's had a lot on his plate yeah. that that really went sour over the years in terms of uh, careers and and fellows you know I mean it, it's just he'll yeah. he'll deal with that
3: yeah. so I'm I'm gonna ask you a pretty strange question Vince McMahon getting on in age he passes and they're asking you to you know say something about him at his wake what what, what what would you guys say about him
0: I'd say he was a man of vision that would, uh, like in the words of Chief, Chief J. Strongball, always called him Caesar because he wanted to conquer the world. And I remember when Vince Sr. and Jr. were talking. And Vince Sr., I've got, because I was married to Leroy McGurk's daughter, I, I got to know Leroy McGurk pretty well. And uh, he was uh, involved with the NWA quite a bit and Vince Sr. would come to the conventions in Vegas and I have all the notes, a bunch of notes from several years from that Vern would be there, you know all the guys, Jim Burnett, everybody was there and deciding who the world champion would be and whether he would go to Vince's for how many days or whether he would go to Vern's for how many days and all that so they'd all vote on it by committee Crockett's and um, so uh, uh, Vince Sr had too much respect for the promoters for the territories. He wouldn't go in there because he li- he, he, he. These were his friends. Mm-hmm. And they had a bond. Mm-hmm. And they kind of lived by that bond. Um, Must have been a shock when Junior came around. Then like in 86, when TBS, when Tony and I, uh, and um, several other people, Tito, uh, Tommy Rich, lots of people we were... Started flying into Columbus, Ohio, and all these different places just off the power of TBS, cable television. So they saw that, man, we were selling these places out, doing big business, big time business. And it wasn't like, you know, you were going to Griffin, Georgia or, you know, Waycross, Georgia, wherever, Atlanta. Uh, it was, uh, it was just big time in Columbus, Ohio. Places like that. Vince mm-hmm. saw that too. And there was a big deal. There's a very heavy deal in between That most people have no idea about how Vince bought TBS and was forced to forced to sell it uh, back because he needed the money for WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, the Briscoes made a lot of money, and all the stakeholders for Georgia made a lot of money. And Vince did what he had to do, but at that time, it was the right decision because, you know, obviously WrestleMania one one was a big success, and by the time he got to. WrestleMania 3, that's what broke all the barriers into uh, the white collar, Mm -hmm. rock and roll, you name it, Hollywood. You guys
4: were way ahead of your time as far as you were a very athletic tag team for the day. How do you feel today when you see the gymnastics going on out there and you see the way the uh, things have changed with the flipping and the flying
0: and the cartwheels and the, you know, they're all over the place? First off, we never had the protection they do now. Okay. Everywhere you look at it, you got a padded ring, you've got a pads, everywhere. Mm. <laughs> we what know, does jumping Jim
4: Brunzel think of all the jumping today?
1: You know what? <laughs> uh, they're they're very skilled, but uh, to me it doesn't tell a story. Mm-hmm. It's all just re-pe- re- repetition, bing, 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 monkey see, monkey do. And this is what I've heard through Greg Gagne, who talked to Pat Patterson not too long ago, is that what they're doing with the WWE now is they're trying to make the matches like the games play th- oh, by the man. kids. Oh. That's the truth. Yeah. And that's because he knows that's where the money is. Right. The kids are all playing these games and bing, bing, bing. Mm. and So consequently what you're seeing, you're seeing a lot of... A live video game. Yeah, a live video game with a lot of good stuff that doesn't mean anything because... They, uh, there's no psychology. There's no bad like the or push. good. Well, much, like, well, much,
3: well, much, like Brian was saying, there's no storyline. There not is. You're not invested in the wrestler. No. right? And then, Mr. Tony Atlas used to say, "It's not believable that a 140 pound guy can can win a world's heavyweight title when a fan could go in there and just kick the living shit out of that guy." Right. It makes so it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> who weighed
1: 140?
3: You want me to say names? I, I was gonna say, but you know, I you know Finn Balor, Kofi Kingston, oh. Daniel Bryan, whatever. All right, give, give me the one eighty, one ninety. Look, <laughs> when 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 wrestlers, when, when we were watching wrestling full oh, the time, boy. these were wrestlers, right? These guys could scare the shit out of you, right? I mean, Killer Khan, Sergeant Slaughter, Slaughter yeah. Big
4: John Studd, yeah. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate War. These guys were huge. Killer beasts
3: It was believable that you guys could fight. Legion of Doom it was believable mm. it's not believable we not. didn't believe it but well he's
4: going to ruin my
3: replays now uh, they
1: don't are you know. ever I remember one time look he's looking very I nice was telling he's I scared can, I, think. <laughs> I was telling somebody today <laughs> that God rest his soul Mike Higstein, uh, we're wrestling them in, in Winnipeg and um, he said Brunzi he says uh, do you mind if I don't go down for you on your dropkick And I said what? And he says, "Yeah, I I, I just soon not take a bump on your (laughs) dropkick." And I said, "Okay." I says, "But is it okay if I don't take a bump from your clothesline?" And he looked at me and like, "Oh yeah." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 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 Honest to God, that's the only time that match was booked. Thank God. Yeah.
3: Who's Um, the stiffest guys you ever worked with? Who's the team? Jim
1: Neidhart was one. Uh, Stan Hansen in Japan. Uh, Big Stan. Yeah, actually, well, there's there the was lead, a ch- I mean, lot of guys from the generation
0: yeah. behind the us yeah. the all worked stiffer. They all did,
3: you know. But he doesn't. No. But he worked stiffer. You better be ready. All right, Eric Sims, you got to jump in here, brother. He go, he go? go right behind Sunny Beach, the super promoter of the East Coast. Mr. Eric Sims. E S S. You probably got to kneel down right there, super and producer. What well, do
2: you want me to go this way? i next to the saxophone. There, you, right. Right. Okay. there you go. <laughs> Hello. It's hey, no BS. Your cult hero. It's E S S. All right. Eric, how long has it been since your last confession? <laughs> 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 <I'm just laughs> <laughs> uh, so one more day left on, on, on the uh, World Tour here tomorrow. We're going to be up at the Colony Mall over in uh, Albany, New York. So uh, Killer Bees will be up there. Mr. USA Tony Atlas. Curtis Hughes you'll see in the next interview. And uh, someone who I'm uh, a, a big Mark, a big fan of. Uh, it's still real to me. Damn it, Mister Dave. W- Dave uh, who's a viral internet sensation with his. Uh, <laughs> it's still real, crying on the internet and stuff. With um, what was it? Um, the his question answer for Terry Fong. With Terry Fong, uh, with Terry Funk, uh, right, right, right. So I'm happy he's up on the tour too. So uh, go, uh, come, come, see us up at the Colony Mall up in Albany, New York. And anything <laughs> for ESS, it's ESS Promotions. Dot .com no bs with
3: ess one thing i did learn though and i got to speak to you wrestlers about it if eric can afford a driver i think he's undercutting you guys just
2: Throwing that out there. Wow. <laughs> 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 You're like fucking watching me. What you are, are you
3: doing? You heard something today about me
2: and Eric. You know, I did take taken the <laughs> Taco Bell before. He went right yeah. over there. Anyway, yeah, I wanted nothing. To Listen, you know, uh, you know uh, the Iron Sheik, <laughs> when, when we're done doing our uh, appearances, Eric Baby, I need to go to, uh, uh, to uh, for our gourmet wrestling dinner. Uh, you know, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> 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 you, you, you know, oh, Eric Bubba. Oh, Eric Bubba, like you, you with you that <laughs> Brian Blair today? Oh, oh, I put him in camel clutch. I fuck his ass. I break his back. I make him humble. Oh, Eric Bubba, oh, you disappoint me. <laughs> 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 All right, no. I but, it, want, I, I, but anyway Are you done? Yeah, I'm done Are you sure? I'm done Alright, perfect <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> That was good I That want, was good I want to thank Mr. Sunny Beach And the Killer Beast yeah, thank, yes, you thanks, guys, thank you for spending Your time on our show Thanks for having and us Thank you so, so much, much. Alright, this God has been God Long Taylor, Island's Number one Pro wrestling broadcast Only seen here At Village Connection Radio Every Thursday From 8.05 to 9 p.m. Catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Breaker, Channel 115 every Tuesday from 8.30 to 9 p.m. and Saturday from 6 a.m. to 6.30. Soon to be on Channel 20. Hmm. All right. This is Mike Monty. This is the Pharaoh. Till shortly. Later.